Some things are finite, such as the capacity of a five-gallon bucket or a balloon. You're not going to put six gallons of water in a five-gallon bucket. And you can put too much air in a balloon and cause it to burst. So some things are just finite. Some things are infinite. For example, numbers. You can always add one more. So you can start counting at one and end of your life, you haven't reached the end of the numbers. The universe is infinite. You can't get to the end of the universe. And, you know, distance is measured in light years. And that is the distance that light travels in one year. And that's at 186,000 miles per second. But what about the human brain? When we come back, We'll look at some of the things we can do to preserve as much brain power as possible to stave off the effects of cognitive decline. And yes, this is a prepping issue. We need to prepare for our mental future. Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Though the human brain may not technically be infinite, it is an amazing organism. It has the capacity far beyond what we can imagine. It's said that the average human uses only about 10 to 15 percent of the brain's capacity. And that's not saying the percentage of the brain used, but the percentage of the capacity. Now, it's been estimated that Albert Einstein used 30 to 39 percent of his brain capacity, and we know what he accomplished. We've also heard the expression, use it or lose it, And that applies to a lot of things, especially applying to the brain. Now, our topic today is brain capacity is not fixed. It's all about how you choose to use your brain. Over the years, I have many people, and I'm sure you have too, who have been affected by or even ravaged by cognitive issues. These issues have come from disease such as Alzheimer's or conditions such as dementia, memory loss, and a lot of us are beginning to notice some of that, and judgment. Strokes and traumatic brain injuries can contribute to the cognitive decline, and drug use is another contributing factor for some people. Now, as I've aged, I've become more aware that we as individuals need to do whatever we can do to stay mentally young. And what I found in the research is that one of the best ways to prepare against cognitive issues is to keep the mind stimulated. We need to increase the capacity of our mind, or at least not lose any more than is absolutely necessary. One of the things that always comes up when discussing our health is diet and exercise. Yeah, what we feed our body has a direct effect on our brains. So we need to watch our diets. We need to eat fresh fruits, veggies, whole grains, lean meat, and lay off the alcohol. Excess alcohol does have a direct correlation to dementia. 
Now, we all know that proper exercise has a tremendous effect on our health, and that's a fact. We do need to be physical, and we need to control our blood pressure and our blood sugar. Okay, enough about diet and exercise. Most of us hate even talking about it. But what we are going to talk about is mental exercise. It's all about how we use our minds. If we're couch potatoes and we spend hours upon hours watching television, we can expect that over time our brain capacity will decrease. There's a reason many folks call it the boob tube. And it requires no mental exercise to just sit and mindlessly watch television. Hours and hours go by and we've accomplished nothing. We need to keep opening new doors for learning. We need to have some mental stimulation. Have you ever noticed how long Supreme Court justices live? Do you think it might have something to do with their minds constantly being engaged and stimulated? Brain engagement stimulates new connections within the brain, and we need changing stimuli. We need to challenge our brains, and I think a lot of times we don't do that. We need to challenge our brain and get out of our comfort zone. Now, here's some of the things that we can do, and they are in no particular order, but this is some of the research that I have found. We can play new and challenging games. There's history games. There's trivia games. There's word puzzles like crossword or word jumble. Those exercise the mind. We can learn a new language. Now, that really stretches the brain. Now, one of the things that I'm doing is learning to operate ham radio Morse code. And yes, that is a language. I learned to copy code many years ago when I took my general test, my general ham radio license test. But, you know, they say if you don't use it, you lose it. Well, I didn't use it and I lost it. Now I want to learn to operate with Morse code. That's just really on my bucket list. I now, thanks to my son-in-law, I have an appropriate paddle to use for that. And I'm beginning to work on using that Morse code to be able to operate or to communicate with that Morse code. We can learn to play an instrument. Now, if we can't physically learn to play an instrument, and I know that there are some of us that can't do that because of physical limitations, we can listen to music. Now, some of you have heard Krista's music. Her beautiful voice came naturally in that she has perfect pitch, but she had to train that voice. Now, she's been playing piano since she was five years old, and As she has said, we're in our 60s, so that can give you an idea of how long she's been playing piano. And she's become very accomplished, and she even toured for 15 years in the music business. Now, one of the things that she has tried to help me understand is that music contains a lot of mathematics. Now, I don't totally understand that, but that's one reason that Many say if children listen to classical music throughout their first three years, it wires the brain for mathematics. We can take a class in something that interests us. I love learning, 
and local community colleges often offer free or low-cost courses for the community. And there are hundreds of online courses that are available through your computer, and many of those are absolutely free. Now, speaking of computers, we can embrace new technology. Sometimes that can be scary, and it can be a real challenge. But if you really get stuck, just find you a teenager to help. Now, here's one I found that's really interesting in the research, and that's to not multitask. Multitasking actually contributes to brain stress and contributes to aging. So beware of that multitasking. A lot of times we cost ourselves time, and I know we cost ourselves quality in our work, whether it's at our employment or whether it's at home or whether it's writing or whatever. We cost ourselves when we multitask. Now, along that line is to beware of negative emotions and avoid toxic people. Both of these can really drag us down and both stress the brain. Now, for our final suggestion, according to the research, is to volunteer. We'll leave our comfort zone, we'll learn new tasks, and we'll make new friends. And new friends always teach us new things And new things always stretch our mind. So get out of your comfort zone, learn something new, and it just might increase your brain capacity. Brain capacity isn't fixed. It's all about how we use it. And we want to use it to prepare for our future. Thank you for being with us, and we'll see you next time. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.